Welcome to Inspire Your Shine. This is Rebecca. I'm here again with Corey. And today we decided to talk about a little bit of a random topic, but I also feel like it's very relevant to me and my life. And Corey says it is to hers as well. So hopefully you guys can find value in it. And that is, we're going to be talking about the role of food and how it is playing into our lives, how it is hard for us and how it is something that we can be more intentional about. So we just thought that we'd kind of get this conversation started about why is eating well and being healthy, even though we know a lot of things logically, why is it so dang hard? Why can't, and this is something in my life I have not been able to truly master. I mean, I've exercised and I've been healthier and tried to supplement and things, but I have really, really struggled with making good choices when it comes to my food, even though I have a really bad family history and I know that this is life and death here. Like my food choices are really important, but yet it seems so hard. It feels like I can't conquer it. What is your story? I agree. I think the reason why it's so hard, I've thought a lot about this also. Why is this so hard? And if any, and most of us are moms or have run a house at some point if, for the ladies or, and the men are doing it too. Like more and more men are, are, are the cooks and the, the, the Mr. Moms and all that. So food takes up a huge amount of our time. It does. If you're eating right or you've ever been on any kind of eating plan, you feel like that's all you do. All you do is chop veggies, plain meals and cook. I mean, honestly, it's like, this is so time consuming. So most of us don't have a nanny and we don't have a cook. So we have to do it ourselves. And also times have changed so much. I mean, I think, okay, flashback to 1950s, most women yeah. stayed home and guess what they did? They cooked and cleaned and everybody ate yeah. wholesome home cooked food. That is not how we are now. We are all working. We are all working. It's so challenging. I, I struggled with that so much when I went back to work. I was home for years. I struggled with it so much when I started a career because I was like, okay, well, how, how's this eating thing going to work out if I'm at work? Hmm, how's it? Okay, <laughs> I'm exhausted and I have to cook. You know, all those things came into play and I just learned that it's going to take time. It absolutely has to take time. You have to spend time. That's the trick. So we just have to prioritize it. It sounds like what you're saying. Yeah. You have to choose this as something very important to you. And it is, you know, I'm always talking about basic needs, but if you're not eating right and you're not feeling good, I know, uh, you know, what you eat in your twenties is not going to work for you in your forties. Not because you don't feel good when you don't eat for hours or you eat donuts for breakfast and you have a soda at lunch, you're not going to feel good. I used to do that <laughs> stuff in high school and it was a, not a problem. You just didn't have to be as productive, I think, in high school. So it's, you know, you had a lot more rest time. So when you didn't have any energy, you didn't recognize yeah, that's it. But true you know, really remembering that our food is our fuel. And especially for those of us who are high achievers that have a job and maybe something on the side and a family, we need to be fueling ourselves properly and that should be more of a priority again, instead of letting it be one of the last things, just like our self-care that we've talked about. Like we always let that be the thing that goes first, our food. So we are just backwards. We need to change some things up here and take better care of ourselves. 
And this is something that I've been really trying to do. And like I said, I've, I've successfully fit in exercising. And I think that I have two problems with eating healthy. One is when you decide that you're going to eat healthy, you have to change not only your grocery shopping ways, but the way that you cook. So for me, I've cooked the same meals forever and ever, you know, you have your go-to meals and it's it feels hard to change what I'm buying at the grocery store and what I'm cooking new recipes. So it feels like double the energy, which I barely have energy to put something on the table as it is. And that's where I really feel like yeah, I, get I know exactly what you mean. So that is the frustrating thing for me is like you said, when you commit to being healthier and, and prioritize it the way that we should, because it is truly life and death and important, then my biggest struggle is not only do I need to find different ingredients that I never shop for at the grocery store, which I actually get my stuff online now and it's so much easier, but you have to shop shop differently and you have to try new recipes and you're still getting used to like how to cook something. It takes so much longer. And so what I was proposing is like, how can we combat that? How can it be easier? Because as it feels hard and it's, it's difficult and my life is not going to stop so that I can catch up in that way, how can we make it easier? I think that it's like, okay, I want to do better. So then you kind of go overboard and you look up all these new recipes and you do it for a week and you realize I cannot keep up this pace. <laughs> I'm gonna, I, this is not realistic. Right. <laughs> the best thing that I did was to just make one new thing a week. So that way, you know, cause we all get used to cooking things that we don't need the recipe anymore. Or we don't need, you can kind of go on autopilot. So that's great. Yes. But then because you can't cook something new every night, you're going to be overwhelmed. So because cooking is not your full-time job, you have other jobs. Right. So, I think it's best if you just choose one thing that you're going to make something new every week, choose something healthy and keep it simple. Like all these extravagant recipes now with food blogs and there's all these, I mean, oh my gosh, it's bananas. How many options there are. I mean, if I don't recognize the ingredients on the list, that is a no for me. <laughs> I don't have time to learn this, figure it out. And maybe at some point I would like to try that. But yeah. for the most part, if, if, I'll try one new thing, but if there's a ton of ingredients on there that I don't even have in my kitchen that I'm going to have to find in the grocery store, that's not realistic. Mm -hmm. So keep it simple. I mean, you can literally Google easy recipes. Everything I Google has easy in front of it. <laughs> find some things that are simple to make, because if you make something simple, then you're not going to hate it, you know, and just pick ingredients you like, just whole foods, you know, nothing crazy, but I know exactly what you mean. Cause we all have those comfort foods that we grew up on and it's like, you've been making them for 20 years and you just want to make a pot of spaghetti and just call it a night. It's just easy. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I know that some of my meals can be a little bit healthier for sure. I think the one thing that I've struggled with is the carb part. Like how, you know, what is that thing that is going to give me the same feeling of satisfaction in the meal without having that carb. And I mean, is it just, do you think it's good enough just to at this point do the, the whole grains? Because then you have this whole thing of like, oh, whole grain isn't good for you either. Yeah. And I think that's, I think that's, that's right there. You're hitting the nail on the head as to why people are so overwhelmed with trying to eat right. Because there is so much information out here that everything is you do is wrong pretty much at some point. 
unless, you know, it's like you read the bottom of the list. It's like, stop breathing. Cause every, they've already touched on everything you could have possibly. So you, you have to decide what's important to you. I don't personally do the no carb thing because I don't like the way I feel when I don't have carbs. Right. Um, Me too. I get a really bad headache. I mean, I'll do low carbs or if I do the healthier carbs that I can still get results. Yeah. I just slow down, you know, and what I do, the biggest, and I think the most important thing you can do is keep a food diary, keep a food diary, because if you write down what you're eating, don't think about making changes yet. Just take a good look at what you're eating and don't judge yourself. Just write it down. Okay. For a week, just do it for a week. And then you start to see, okay, well, you know, I could have done without that soda. Okay. I could have had open face sandwich instead of two pieces of bread, or I could have had a salad instead of a whole big plate of spaghetti, you know, have a serving. It's shocking sometimes what we find out a serving is, but just kind of work on portion control because I have carbs. I eat carbs and I think you can lose weight having carbs. I think you can have a healthy lifestyle. Yeah, that's true. Because like you said, the Weight Watchers counting points, it was always about moderation and you learn what to eat better because you're paying attention. So I love that. So my fitness pal, you can be tracking right. and really get an idea of what kind of calories you're consuming because some of us are not aware and boy, when they put the calories on the menu, isn't that like an eye opener? Because sometimes we just go in complete ignorant bliss and we just consume and consume. And one thing that I heard too is, well, two things to that, that I, I know could be a really simple thing is first of all, like you said, portion control. I've had people that are like, I lost 20 pounds. I'm like, oh, how'd you do that? Oh, I just started eating my portion size only. I didn't allow myself more. So I loved that you brought that up. And then the other thing is that we drink a lot of calories. When I keep a food diary, I'm like, oh, oh, okay. We see here some problems. (laughs) You've had a meal. You've had equivalent of a meal in your sugar. Right. And it did not satisfy you in any way. And so either soda or like, I like sweet tea. I've been trying to make my sweet tea way less sweet. My friend taught me a trick of putting a herbal tea in the tea as well. And it kind of sweetens it a little bit. I've really worked on one place that I was drinking a lot of um, calories is my coffee creamer in the morning. So I started doing just really trying to get used to having more like just cream in my coffee rather than sugary. And and that's like the whole awareness thing. I think just getting, paying attention and being more mindful of what you're actually eating and drinking and then deciding what's really important to you. Cause I used to be a huge sweet tea addict. I mean, let me tell you, I could not eat a meal. I mean, I've lived in the South for 20 years, 20 plus years. I could not eat a meal without sweet tea. Didn't feel like I was really, living my life. So I, um, I don't remember when I did it, but I just gave it up. I just said, I'm not. And because I love coffee and I don't want to give up coffee and I like sugar in my coffee. So I had to decide what's most important to me. I'd rather have coffee. And you know, once you get used to it, I never, it's very rare that I even want sweet tea. It's just, you just learn to, it's not that serious. You just learn to do without it. And Soda too. I mean, I just, I don't buy it. If you don't buy it and you don't make these things and you don't have them readily available, you won't do it as much. Cause I used to get a two liter of soda with like pizza and we would just kill it. I mean, it's like, how did we drink this whole two liter? And you're thinking, Oh my goodness, that was a lot of sugar. 
you know, and, and I just decided I wasn't going to do that anymore. And I don't, and I'll save it for when I go out. That's what I do with soda. That is so true that we can make that decision right then and there when we're purchasing the groceries and not buy the soda because I, if I buy the soda and it's here, especially because I work from home, if I have certain things in the house, I will eat them. But I've also had to find that I need something. So I needed to think of like alternatives. And I've tried to develop a thing with tea because you can have some really wonderful teas and enjoy them without sugar and they can taste really good, those herbal teas. And so I've been trying to think of what can give me a similar, because we do things for rewards, right? We do it because of the way it makes us feel. So I keep trying to be like, okay, what is something I can do that's a better choice that is a similar reward to that? I make lemonade. That is my secret. I make homemade lemonade. I just make it like one lemon and I, I learned it from a diet I was on one time. And it was such a treat because it does have sugar in it, but it's not like crazy. And you're also getting the benefits of the lemon. And I feel like I'm getting to have a sweet, I'm getting to have a sweetened drink, but it's like in a controlled situation. Yeah. (laughs) A pitcher of it, a cup of sugar. So it has, it's like one lemon and two tablespoons of sugar and it makes two cups, I think. So I get to have that throughout the day and it's so good and it's so refreshing. Yeah. And I drink herbal tea too. I like um, Bengal spice is my favorite. And my kids tease me because I'm like, I feel like I can't live without it. But it is, it does taste sweet, but it has no sugar. And those are the two things that kind of like hold me down because I like having wine. So again, I'd rather give up the tea and the soda and have have a glass of wine because that's sugar too. So it's like, right. something has to go. Yeah. And I don't drink much alcohol. I like the idea of it, but then when I drink it, it's like a sleeping pill for me. I literally, my eyes just get so tired. So it's like no fun for me just to go to sleep and then I've wasted all those calories. So I, I don't really partake too much, but I do really love bread. Like chewy bread is so amazing to me. And so that is something that I've had to be really careful with about buying or having on hand or if I go to a restaurant and there's a bread basket like I just can't get enough it's it's bad and I like it with butter so it's like a double whammy so yeah I don't buy it I don't buy delicious um baguettes or anything like that because if I do I can promise you what's gonna happen I'm gonna eat it and um so I eat bread but I don't this morning I had a fried egg sandwich that was amazing you know it was like a treat but I don't I just limit myself on kind of, and I buy really healthy bread. So when I am eating bread, at least I'm getting some substance. Yes. I've even thought about trying to make my own kind of chewier bread that has more fiber in it or something, because obviously the stuff you'd get at the store wouldn't be as good. But I have also kind of just changed my perspective, like that education piece of it, of, of really recognizing that this is sugar. If I'm eating this bread, it is just like I'm eating sugar because that's how my body's perceiving it um, and dealing with it in my body. So I've really tried to limit myself with that. But let's talk a little bit more about some of the things we know that, like you said, there's all this controversy of like one person will say this is bad. The other person says it's fine. And so what are some of the, I mean, I feel like you've really managed your weight well. You look great. I know that I've really still struggled. I'm still in the struggle, still trying to lose weight. But you've really managed your weight successfully at our age, which is our mid 40s. So I think it's, um, you know, I do work out 
quite a bit too, but in its, but I think I eat, I think I 80, I would say the 80, 20 rule applies. You know, I eat 80% of the time I make pretty good choices and that's from learning new habits. I mean, it's not easy because I am a junk food junkie. Oh my goodness. I love sugar. So that's the thing I crave above everything else is junk food. I mean, I'll just be randomly like, I need, I want a cupcake. Like I need it. I got to have one, <laughs> you know? So it's like these little ideas just poof right into my head. So I have a serious sweet tooth and that has been my biggest challenge. And I don't feel good when I eat a lot of sugar anymore. So that really curbs my appetite for it because I know how I'm going to feel if I abuse it. So that usually gets me kind of in check. And I try to do like the portion control, control, you know, like I can have it, but this is what I can have. So I don't just completely lose my mind and eat a bunch of stuff. Yeah. I find that when I'm trying to watch what I eat and being stricter, you know, like maybe you have a goal, like a weight goal that you're trying to get to. I found that if I allow myself to have a little bit where I can have a bite or two and I can appreciate it, like really chew it slow and tiny bites. Or sometimes I know that I've had like a tiny little portion. I've taken like the tiniest little bites out of it to really, really enjoy it. And it's amazing how just the tiniest bit can satisfy you. And we talked a little bit about it, I think, a couple of weeks ago that you really only taste your first two bites anyways. So, right. Yeah, I splurged the other day and got cake. I mean, I splurge often. I really do. I splurge often, but I also try to get myself back on track. So that's what I was talking about, the food diary. That's, to me, where my kind of get back stabilized. You know, I find myself getting a little off track. I didn't eat great yesterday, and I, I can see it on my face believe it or not, like the next morning, I'm like, there's the terrible food I ate. That is and so true. Me too. Yeah, I can see it. I fell into the Arby's drive up last night because I didn't plan. <laughs> oh my gosh, here we are. I have a networking event in Raleigh. So that's two hours away. I am now getting dressed. I have on a white skirt and a white top and I'm about to eat food in my car. So what can I eat that's not going to be a problem while I'm driving 80 miles an hour down Highway 95? Right. This is real real life. This is what's really happening. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes you have to make those decisions based on what's going on. If you're out with your kids all day. Yeah. If you're out with your kids at a sporting event, it's hard to pack all the food that you need to be healthy. Right. And, And so I do agree with you that tracking and maybe even asking and paying attention when you eat badly, how it truly is making you feel so that you can almost train your brain to pay attention and remember so that you will make a better choice. We all feel better when we eat better. You just don't want to acknowledge it because you don't want to admit that it's really true and that, you know, you, because when you're eating badly, you're telling yourself it doesn't matter, but it does matter. So when you, you eat well, you're like, okay, this is a real feeling to feel better. And you're more productive and you can think better and just, just everything. I mean, it's so true. But even armed with that knowledge, we still will continue yeah, to fall into the bad habits. So how can we create these new good habits? Like what are, I can give one example of somebody who successfully did it, which is Rachel Hollis, Listen to her podcast. And she was talking about how every month she would cut out one more thing. And so for that whole month, she would only focus on cutting that out. Once you've not had it for a month and it's easier to continue, then she would pick something else. So I think that could be one way that we could do it. 
Yeah, I read the same thing. I don't know if it was from the same person, but I was reading a blog about people who had lost weight successfully and kept it off. Like what was their personal secret? And that was one of the things that I read. She said, I just make one change a month. Like this month, I'm not going to drink alcohol because that was an issue for her. So then she cut all those calories out. And then the next month she would do something else. So you have to look at the big, big picture of things and realize that if you want to stick to this plan, then you're going to have to make small changes that are going to last your lifetime. You're not just doing this to lose weight because not everyone struggles with their weight. I sometimes struggle with getting enough to eat. And I know that sounds, people probably hate my guts for saying that, but I exercise quite a bit. So I burn a lot of calories and then it's hard to get a lot of calories when you're eating right. It's hard sometimes because you're not getting that, the crappy empty calories. So then you're like, I've struggled with getting enough to eat. And sometimes when I lose weight, I get on this momentum of losing weight and I cannot stop losing weight. Everyone's so different that we all have different challenges. And even if you don't struggle with your weight, it doesn't mean you don't struggle with your diet and your food. Right. It's still, our nutrition still matters. And what you said really struck me, and this is really the, the issue, is that it's, it's not about weight or or our body as much. Like, yes, some of us, that is a huge issue. That's been an issue for me where I just wanted to look better, but I also want to feel better. But ultimately, it's about health. It's about, you know, taking care of you and being optimum in the way that you're showing up and how you're feeling and not having to spend a lot of money and time, you know, then um, dealing with an illness that could have been avoided if you had made better choices and, 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 you know, now is the time for us to start, I mean, now, whatever age people are at, like, I'm trying to teach my kids to be better than I was so that they can have right. better habits. And, and you know, that is a good point. Uh, makes me think about something that um, someone told me recently that I kind of wrote down on my notes because she told me that she didn't grow up eating healthy food. She grew up eating processed food. That's part of the reason why she's in the struggle of, you know, learning all new behaviors. So I grew up eating home cooked food. Yeah. I therefore cooked as a young person too. Not everyone had that. Right. Some people were eating hot dogs and little Debbie's and sodas in their childhood. And now you as an adult have to completely revamp everything you've ever done. Right. And that is challenging, but that doesn't mean you can't do it, but it's, that's where the education comes in and informing yourself. And there's no excuse because there's so many books and blogs and websites. And I mean, oh my gosh, it's endless. The information is endless, but that can be overwhelming. You need to pick something and just kind of, you know, stick to it. Yeah. And I, you're your own, I always say this, but you really have to experiment on yourself to find out what works for you. Right. Because what works for me is may not work for you. Yeah. Because like my body loves a lot of protein. So uh-huh. I, when I eat high protein, good carbs, mm-hmm. and of course your veggies and things, uh-huh. then that works really, really well for me. I don't have any problem with a lot of protein like some people do. And, uh-huh. um, I'm noticing for my children, it's about the same. They, mm-hmm. they do really well with that, but I know that there are some people that they really struggle with protein and they do better with just really a lot of vegetables or something. So it definitely yeah, is our own makeup with a little bit of everything, like a little protein, little fat, little carb, 
nothing, you know, when I go extreme in any food group, I feel like I just don't feel good. Mm. So that's yeah. important to recognize that. And because everyone is an expert out here. So if you <laughs> ask friends, they're going to tell you, and they're going to insist that their diet is the diet and you got to go it and you got to do it and you got to try it and it's going to work for you. And that is not true. Right. So don't ask around, test yourself, keep your food diary, just keep to yourself. I really think if you just keep to yourself and focus on yourself, pick something that you feel is going to work for you and then try it. And if it doesn't, you know, try something else. I bought a book last year, a couple of years ago. It was called the four day diet. Of course I bought it cause it was called the four day diet. <laughs> <laughs> so I fell for the marketing, but I, I liked what he said at the beginning of the book, which was about psychology, the psychology behind eating. And I read some things I'd never read before. And you know, it took me six months to get on board with doing the plan. <laughs> I mentally could not get my head wrapped around it. I would curse that book. Every time I looked at it on the shelf, I was like, this guy doesn't know anything. Look at how skinny he is. He doesn't know about my body, you know, <laughs> but I finally, you know, tried it. And I, I learned it. I learned about myself. So that's what I think you have to try these different types of eating plans so you can figure out what does work for you because you don't know. Yeah. And it's also like you, this is what you said earlier that I wanted to touch on is that it's a lifestyle, that we want to make lifestyle choices, not just this temporary, what most of us have done all of our lives is a right. temporary crash diet just to get back to where we feel good in our skin. But then eventually we right. creep back up and we're not really looking at our overall health because we need to be doing it as a lifestyle. And then we're also setting an example for our children. And and right. so I, I think for sure that's something for me is really looking at what is sustainable. What can I start doing now that's sustainable where it's not crazy, it's not no carbs, it's not zero sugar, because that is, for me, not going to be sustainable because I just know that that's not going to work. Right, right. right. <laughs> um, so just trying to pick something that I know that I'm going to stick with that is reasonable that I can do. So one thing that I really struggled with whenever I had a limiting belief about when I was going to be eating healthy, that that meant it was going to be flavorless and it wasn't going to be satisfying and I was going to be hungry and I wasn't going to, I was going to have headaches because, you know, you get headaches when you're detoxing from sugar and stuff. And so one thing that I, I'd heard, which I love the idea of is, um, it's a lady that created something called Spice Yourself Skinny. I believe she has stuff out there, but she has all of these recipes where she started adding a lot of really strong spices like cumin and cilantro and, you know, really delicious spices, turmeric to things and um, making those vegetables taste really delicious so that you're not like, oh, I don't want to eat those. And I found that I can get fresh green beans and roast them with a little bit of seasoning on them. They taste delicious. Mm -hmm. And right. there's so many things that taste delicious, but I still have this like aversion. Like if I have to eat salad every day, for instance, I just, I hate it. It's not oh, like the death sentence. <laughs> right. It sounds so yeah. boring and, and right. flavorless. Right. And so it's been really fun to have people that can present something to me that tastes good, that I can enjoy that's healthy for me as well. Right. And there's so many healthy 
ways to, I mean, food is, is endless possibilities. And, um, I've done the same. There was a lot of things I did not like growing up. I was super picky. And as I got older and my taste buds have grown up finally, um, (laughs) (laughs) there's things that I have learned to like because I learned, I cooked them differently. So like Brussels sprouts, asparagus, all this stuff that I was like, absolutely not going to happen because I'd only had them like boiled and flavorless. Right. Bushy. Yeah. And I found out that, you know, when you roast them with a little olive oil, salt and pepper, it's like, oh my gosh, these are amazing. So yeah. just cooking things. I never liked oatmeal growing up. I eat oatmeal every single day. So there's so many ways to make things. And I, cocoa powder is like my go-to. I put cocoa powder in everything. Like everything's chocolate at my house, (laughs) but there's no sugar in it. So it's like, I can make things chocolate without putting sugar in it. This is amazing. Or lemons. I mean, there's so many things that, that have a flavor, but I know exactly what you mean. Cause there was a lot of foods that I had never even tried because I was so adamantly like, no, I'm not going to like that. So just improving your, um, broadening your palate, I guess, in a way, because I like things that I never liked before. And I read that in that book, that four day diet book, he said, you know, there was this whole list of foods to choose from. And I was like, ew, you know, he said, if you don't like them, you know, learn to like them, Yeah, learn to like them. And I did like a lot of things that I didn't think I would. Yeah. So those foods have now become some of my go-to foods you know, I'm trying to get more nutrients. Like if I'm going to eat, I want something that's loaded up with good stuff because then I'm really like kind of packing more of a punch with what I'm eating versus just eating kind of the empty calories. You know, like we said, I'm always trying to load it up with stuff that's really good for me. I'm getting more, even though I am like, okay, I had the cupcake, but I also ate a fantastic amount of vitamins earlier, you know, and I ate, the right amount of this and that. And so when you do eat badly, I think your body can process it better because you're not so deficient in everything. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's so true. That's so true. And I mean, that's going to obviously play into your overall well-being if you are giving yourself nutrients that are fueling you properly. So let's just talk about some like just really quick, like best practices. How do you get your water intake? Do you have any tips on that? Um, yeah, water. I was a non water drinker for the longest time and I knew I needed to do better. I just knew it. And I, I don't know, one day I just decided I was going to drink water and I was going to learn to like it. And I just, I, I took the approach of I'm going to force it. And I did, I forced it until I got to the point where I just wanted it. And that sounds harsh, but it worked. (laughs) It does because our body wants more water. And then when you start giving it more water, it will actually cue you to tell you like, I'm thirsty. Matter of fact, I'm thirsty right now as I, as I'm thinking about this, but one thing that I've done is I just get in the habit of, I have my water bottle. I got a great water bottle that I just love. It's easy to carry around and it's stainless steel and it doesn't spill because I had a real problem with spilling my, dribbling my water all over me. And that annoyance would keep me from drinking water. That sounds so silly, but I found a water bottle that I actually don't dribble with. So it's fantastic, but I just fill that up and I carry it around all day. It's not silly if it's, if it's not working for you and it's bothering you and keeping you from drinking water, it's not silly. It's a real thing. Yeah. Sometimes it's the, it is such a funny thing that can do it. So, so what's your best practices for planning? 
our planning. So um, you and I had talked about this. That's how we came up with this whole food thing because um, Sundays I meal plan and grocery shop on Sunday. And I do get lazy with it sometimes, which usually means Monday is going to be a nightmare because I don't have any food to cook. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I trick myself into going, I can do it tomorrow. It'll be fine. But it usually backfires. But yeah, I try to plan meals and I also plan snacks, which I used to not do that. But when I was really learning how to eat more healthily or trying to eat more healthily, I guess, because I was getting busier at work, it was like, I need to have not just meals, meaning dinner, because dinner is not going to get it. Uh One meal is not what you're eating. What you're eating is breakfast, lunch, dinner, and snacks. So how much food do you you need to get through that day? And you got to pack stuff that is mobile, you know, because I'm in my car a lot and I, you have to deal with temperatures, you have all these factors and then you'll go to the gym. It's like, okay, well, I got to have food ready. So planning snacks was something that I used to overlook a lot, which meant that I would be getting junk food. So I'd go to the gas station to get peanut M&Ms or I get, (laughs) you know, you get whatever, whatever you can get your hands on. Or I'd eat something that was in the break room, come and do bring a cake in. Next thing you know, you're eating cake instead of eating a snack. Right. I realized that that was an issue for me. So got to have snacks. What are your favorites? What are your favorite snacks? Um, my favorite snacks are, I mean, apples probably more than anything. I love celery a lot. Um, I like cheese. I like cheese and celery and almonds together, but it's like you, I've come up with all these little combinations because and I so look forward to my snack. Cause it's like, Ooh, I guess, Ooh, I get to eat, you know, Yeah, I love to eat. That's but a good like, point. Almonds on my desk right now. I like cheese, like those little, um, what are those baby bells or whatever. But just having something will save your life. Hard boiled egg. It'll save your life. It'll save me from going to the gas station. Get, yeah. You know. Just having something. Or I really like bars. And so I, like I get bars. bars yeah. Mm-hmm. From lots of different places and right. like Melaleuca and like yep. places that they're supposedly. And I know that people say like, it's still a lot of sugar ultimately. But if that, if I choose a bar rather than like you're saying chips or a cupcake or something, it's, it's a better choice. So I don't mind that. And it's so portable and easy. And it's something easy I can give my kids to when they're doing sports and things like that. I do the same thing. I keep them, I keep them handy. I keep them, always keep them because again, it'll save my life. If I get a last minute appointment and I got to run out, um, which is pretty much real estate is always last minute stuff. And then that's how I fall prey to eating badly. So I've learned, I have to keep those, I have to keep those foods available because if not, it's going to be a gas station, which also gets very expensive. Oh, so true. So true. Or for yeah. me, I never, I never, I hate to stop and go into a store. So I'm more of a drive up girl. So yeah. it's really bad because I'm like at Wendy's or McDonald's, Chick-fil-A right. and Chick-fil-A. For some reason, my family thinks Chick-fil-A is healthy. It is not. <laughs> right. The lies we tell ourselves. Yeah. Just because it costs a little bit more doesn't make it healthy. But, it's awesome. uh, They're Christian. It's- <laughs> yeah. But so one thing for me for planning, I found that if I, when I'm doing my grocery list, if I just know like what meals I'm going to be making and focusing when the times that I've done better is if I focus on what's my protein and what's my vegetable and then really limiting that 
carb or doing something that's really delicious that's a carb like a protein blend with quinoa or uh, brown rice or you know Mm -hmm. something that's a little more healthy or if I have a roll like that's our only carb and one thing that I have a love affair with potatoes so Uh I have been choosing not to make potatoes my enemy even though all diet plans talk about that they're your enemy but I just love them so much that I'm choosing not to maybe I'll tackle that later down the line but so I just, if I can just plan, like, what are the five meals? But I love how you pointed out about the snacks because breakfast and snack actually have sabotaged me a lot because I won't eat breakfast and then I'll be really, really hungry. Then I'll make bad choices. Or the snack thing, I will definitely grab, like, something that's high sugar for a snack rather than something healthy. So I love that idea of planning those two when I'm planning it out. But for me, online shopping has been amazing. It mm-hmm. saved me money because mm-hmm. I was always just grabbing this and that when I was at right. the store or my kids were grabbing this and that. I have full control over what I'm getting and I can schedule it for like a Sunday evening pickup and mm-hmm. I can be putting things in my cart throughout the week. So it saves okay. me money. It saves me time. It costs five bucks. I don't care. I would pay, I pay 15 bucks. Honestly, it's worth right. it to me because my time is valuable and right. the grocery store sucks. I hate the grocery store. So for me, that is something that's really been huge about me being able to get at least food in the house and make better choices. Not as tempted to buy naughty things too, I would think. Because like all the displays that they have set up to make us buy cookies and ice cream. And then you see stuff on sale. It's like this big trap to buy all these things. I stick to the list. That's what I do. It's like, the list is, you know, for the most part, but, um, yeah, the online shopping thing is really smart. It's so it's, it's really been good for me. Mm -hmm. So let's see. What about habits? Let's talk about some habits to get us in better habits. So we already talked about planning your food ahead of time, planning for when you're busy and you need to have something, knowing what your day is going to look like and preparing your food for that situation, planning ahead. Right. What, what are some other habits that you've implemented? Um, I think, you know, the habits that, you know, eating breakfast is a, a good habit for me that I used to not. And I think we all struggle with that a little bit. There is a lot of new information out here about how, you know, you can fast and you don't need breakfast and blah, blah, blah. Again, there's <laughs> tons of information out here. So yeah. you have to decide kind of what feels good to you. My mom does not like to eat first thing in the morning. Um, she doesn't like to eat until about 1030 and she likes that for herself and she's very nutritionally educated. So I feel like that's good. You know, if that's what works for her, but I like to eat. I also work out in the morning, so Mm. I'm hungry. You need fuel. Yeah. Especially if I burn, you know, if I do an hour of cardio, everything that I ate is depleted after that hour. Making breakfast for me was a big, it was always a problem because it's like, well, I want French toast or I want a donut or I would always want something sweet in the morning or a pastry or all these bad th- or bacon. <laughs> and like breakfast food is, is so bad. So, so <laughs> yeah. or it can be. Yeah. So I started making a lot of it that in advance and I make it by the batch. And that has been like my problem solver, but just having kind of like some go-to options in the morning for me were like a big deal because I'm going to put in a full day. And I need some sub- substantial food that actually has some nutrients in it, not just sugar. Yeah. And 
and then I have a snack in the morning, but I'm all out of whack if I don't have breakfast. I, I, I don't remember the last time I didn't have breakfast. I mean, honestly. So uh, what I noticed about habits that I think is so important is like everybody knows they have bad habits and everybody knows they can make good habits. But what I noticed is habits get easier. So that's the whole point is you make it habit and then it's like your thing. Yeah. You know, you're on autopilot and you're like, this is your, this is your routine. And you know, when you're not on your routine and it's okay to get off track, but you kind of go, when you go back, it's not as hard as it was the first time. So even if you get off track, you're kind of like, okay, I'm going to get back in this habit. Yeah. As hard as the first few times you do it. That's so true. That's so true. And one thing that I've talked about before on my podcast is identity. And so I had an identity of somebody who would overeat and mm-hmm. I identified myself as like they, people would make fun of me because I love variety and I love food. And so sometimes at a restaurant or like, especially for breakfast, I would have like biscuits and gravy with a side of potatoes and, oh, I want bacon too. And then, oh, I want one of those danishes or whatever. So they would laugh at me because I'd have all these plates in front of me. And it was like, I was identifying myself with somebody who ate a lot. And luckily I've never been extremely overweight. I'm definitely heavier than I want to be. I'm about 25 or 30 pounds from what, where I would be ideal, ideal of a weight. But, um, I had to recognize that if I want to be healthy and vibrant and feel good and look good and all the things that I dream of being, cause when I view who I want to be in my future self, she's mm-hmm. on the beach wearing white tan skin, showing her arms because she looks fantastic, <laughs> right. you know? And so I had to recognize that I couldn't continue to identify what I had, what had got me here. And who I always had been, I needed to change that identity and I needed to start identifying with that person that makes good choices that can be living that life that I want to live. And, and so old me, like it could be yesterday, but that was the old me. (laughs) Yeah. And, and almost having, yes, having some discipline to be like, no, I'm not going to do that. And that starts with not buying the foods that are going to tempt you. Dealing with yourself when you're in those moments of I've just got to have something, treating treats like treats, treating right. bread like treats. And right. so like not buying the treats to have them in the house, but like when we have treats, we actually will go out to go yes. have a treat and right. instead of it being always here in the house. So that is one thing that I learned that I think is really, really simple way to look at it mm-hmm. is that it was a video and he came into my like, Facebook DM or something and start sending me these great videos. Right. So basically he talked about in the 19, like twenties, mm-hmm. people were moving their bodies a lot. They were working physically hard. So they were getting the exercise they needed. They were eating whole foods because processed foods weren't a thing. Yes. Right. And they did, they treated treats like treats. Treats were something that was not a everyday occurrence and it was a, a treat and It wasn't something that you had on a day-to-day basis. And when I think about those things, like those are the elements of like health. Move your body, eat Mm -hmm. as whole as possible without anything processed. And of course, most carbs are processed, right? So I'm not worrying about my potatoes as much as I worry about the processed carbs. (laughs) I know it's whole food. (laughs) Yes, exactly. As I can tell myself. And then, um, and treating treats like treats. And then of course, drinking your water. And, and I think we can supplement. One supplement that I think has been good because 
our bodies have been destroyed over time by all the processed foods and things is probiotics work Mm -hmm. really well. I know my daughter was having a ton of stomach issues and the probiotics really helped her. I take a probiotic and I can absolutely tell the difference when I don't take it and it helps with your immunity. I mean, yeah. And I like shakes, shakes, because I feel like I can drink a lot of my nutrients that way. Mm -hmm. Um, And it has good stuff in it. So I do a smoothie every day of something. I have my go-tos that it's like you can pop it in there and it's, you know, I noticed that I was getting a lot of sugar in those too. So you really got to know what you're putting in it. I just, I found, or I created a couple recipes that I like that are like 230 calories, you know, which is about all I all I should be having in a snack. Yeah. Well, that's why they have the smoothie bar things. I was so confused at this smoothie place down the road, but it's like, you know, smooth, it's like a smoothie in a bowl. I just couldn't get it, but apparently that's what they do. One of my friends makes those and I'm like, I don't get it. (laughs) I I really had a hard time understanding it, but then I tasted it. I was like, okay, this is really, really good. And it's like yogurt and, you know, chia seeds and nuts and all kinds of goodness. But Right. Um, one thing that I was doing is I love shakes because it's easy, right? And I know right. that it can be good for me and it's controlled and I can right. add bananas or fruit or whatever to it. Right. But one thing that I learned is I was, if you are trying to supplement a shake for a meal, not a snack, mm-hmm. then you have to have it thick because right. that's what tells your stomach to tell your body that you're full. If you don't set off your mm-hmm. full sensors, then right. what I, was happening to me is I was having my shake and an hour later I was hungry and I was like, well, this is ridiculous, you know, right. but now I kind of know that I like my shakes thinner. I don't like them real thick too. Uh, and so I just know that I'm going to have to then have a little snack a little bit right. later on before lunch, you know, if I'm having a, right. a shake for breakfast. So that's kind of what's worked for me, but I'm going to try your oatmeal thing. Because I love the idea of the variety that it can be. The thing that you make that's already done and in the fridge will attach your recipe. I'll, we'll make yeah, it up and attach it. Jim shared it with me and it's been years. And, um, you know, I there's like a basic recipe and then you can add, do add-ins. And I just have one, but I love it. I mean, I've been on that probably for two or three years. And it's just delicious. And you, I just pop it in the microwave, heat it up. Yeah. I've, little like coffee mugs and it's it's again it's about 230 calories so that's another thing I do too is I break I'm like that six meal a day person I don't eat a huge big breakfast I kind of break up my calories so I get like that helps me that works for me because then I feel like I get to eat more and I'm not like stuffed yeah so you're eating more smaller portions yeah yeah, that works for me I feel like that works for me too one thing that I recognize the sabotaging that was going on is eating late at night. So we should be eating dinner by like six or something. Right. And well, what I've been reading about is our bodies just for some reason, because it's wasted energy all day, it's almost like it's telling us that we're hungry. It wants us to eat more. Um, So one way that I've been tricking it is with that cup of herbal tea or drinking water. And yeah. so it's like, I, I'm wanting something and it's like that nagging craving. You're like, I want something, but I don't know what. Have you ever done that where it's like, I want something, but I don't know what. So you eat like 10 things. Yes. <laughs> and then you go to the store. No, I'll want something specific, but I don't want to go to the store. So I'll eat half the house. And then I go to the store and get the thing that I want. Right. Cause you're still not satisfied. Yeah. That was terrible. And then yeah. you're, it's like never good choices, of course. So yeah, the, the tea has been a real lifesaver for me. And we talked about it the other day that I've really been trying to make tea like my thing, like identify myself of like tea's my thing. 
Because right. it's it's not bad for me. I can enjoy right. it with low calories. It's comforting. There's a lot of benefits to it. So, And you're creating a ritual for yourself. I did that when I was doing that four-day diet thing. Girl, I was so hungry. I was so hungry. And I was just trying to stick to the plan. I mean, I knew I was hungry, but I was experimenting on myself to kind of see like, how will I feel if I eat clean? And how will I feel if I, that there was a lot of science behind the diet. So I really wanted to stick to it. Um, but I was doing the herbal tea at night because I was just felt like this was so warm and soothing and something to look forward to. And it made me feel full. Yeah. You know, before I went to sleep. Now I know, like, I don't, I'm not willing to be that hungry to lose weight anymore. So that was like, I look back on that, like, that was fun. But now <laughs> I not again. I did lose weight, but you know, again, I learned some things from it. So I think that's the trick. I, I say that about everything in life. You do something like, let's say you hire a trainer. Okay. That doesn't mean you're going to have a trainer forever, but you are going to learn some things from that trainer that you can incorporate later. Mm-hmm. So pick up these little things all along the way. And that's what creates these healthy habits for you. So, mm-hmm. you know, I was going to say kudos to you too for exercising because that's a huge thing to be consistently exercising. That's fantastic. That always sparks anytime I've ever eaten right. It always started with exercise first, like yeah. workout on track. And then I want to eat better because I don't want to work out that hard and be putting crap in my body because I want to see results. Yeah. What it boils down to like, I know there's muscle under here, but I would like to see it. Yes. With all this fluff is what I call it. Yes. That to me is motivation in itself because you look at yourself and I want to see it. Mm -hmm. I want to see that I'm working out. I don't want to just feel like I'm working out because it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely want to see results. I know my workout partner, she feels like she's not getting results and I've noticed results on myself. And I keep telling her, take measurements because I know that you've got to be having results, but sometimes it's so subtle or we're so far away still from where we want to be that it still feels like, okay, I'm doing all of this in vain, but it's really not in vain because it's helping so many other things, our our mood, our flexibility, our strength. You know, people that injure themselves, uh, OT person told me that they will recover 70% faster than somebody who does not exercise. So we got to keep ourselves strong. Um, the sweetest lady I, at my gym and I work out with a lot of ladies who come in there that are quite a bit older than me and they do an hour of dance cardio. And I'm like, these ladies are killing it. And I have no excuse, but one of, one of my friends from the gym, she's this little bitty lady. She's super tiny. She's so sweet. She's 71, I think. Wow. Well, I saw her, I hadn't seen her in a while. She had a bruise on her leg and she said she had fallen down the stairs at her sister's house, at her daughter's house. And she was in the hospital. I mean, it was bad. And the doctor told her if she wasn't as fit as she was, it probably would have killed her. Wow. Because she would have ended up staying in the hospital and not able to get mobile again because she hurt herself. But because she's so active, she was able to recover. And that's, to me, a huge motivator because... I like to feel strong. I don't yes. like to feel out of breath. I like to feel like I can carry my groceries. Yeah. I like to feel like, I mean, even just picking up a case of water out of the car, as you get older, you start to realize like, I can't throw things around like I'm 25 anymore. Right. And also you hurt yourself if you're not strong. You know, that's how you hurt your back. That's how you trip 
instead of just tripping and falling and getting a bruise, you trip and fall and you end up at the chiropractor for six months. Right. So you don't have any core strength and you don't have any strength to recover. So, so true. Those things keep me, keep me on track because I'm like, I don't want to feel that way. Right. And I want to be somebody that's in my nineties, like still moving around at a quicker pace. Like I don't want to walk really slow and, I feel like exercise and taking care of yourself is what is going to allow us to age gracefully that way. And I mean, it's the choices that we make today, of course, that are going to make all that difference. So I I am committed. I am committed to aligning with the identity of the person that I want to be and, and, and having a talk with myself to discipline myself to say, okay, I recognize that you have a lot going on. And I recognize that this is hard, but that was why when I picked my word of the year in my first three months, which we're still in of the year, I was like, I'm going to prosper in my body. And I have, I really do feel like I've made headway, but I'm going to continue to, that is still part of my word. And I still want to be prospering all year. I don't want to feel bad physically. And part of that is what I'm putting in my body. So I need right. to keep making, I've been sabotaging myself a little bit. I notice that when I get a little stressed, then it's almost like when I'm having that, maybe it's like self-hatred or something and like where it's like you're disappointed with yourself or you're upset that you haven't done something that you wanted to do, or it's could be self-soothing. It's maybe both a little bit, but I notice myself being like, you know, screw it. I'm just going to do whatever. I'm going to eat whatever. And yeah. Is nothing I'm doing is matter matters anyway. Like none of this matters. I just, right. yeah. It's like, you want to punish yourself. You want to say, right. you want to flip off the world, you know, and like, I'm going to do whatever I want to do in this yeah. moment. And maybe it's the control thing. Like I have no I other control except rebellion. for, <laughs> yes, yes. Rebellion. Like, no, you, you do. I think you, I think when you're very um, driven and independent, you rebel against your own systems that you put yourself on. I do it to myself. It's like, as soon as I kind of master something, well, then I have to rebel against it because it wouldn't be fun if I just kept doing this. Right. Correctly. <laughs> that would not be exciting enough. So I have to create this ridiculous little pushback and then go, well, yeah, that was stupid. And you already know that. But you know what I mean, I mean, I think you, I think you outsmart yourself sometimes and like you get in your own way. It's the perfect example of getting in your own way. You yeah. know what you need to do. It's working, but yet you're like, you know what? <laughs> I don't have to do this if I don't want to. Right. I'm, re- I'm in charge. Yes, you are. Okay. So you don't want to continue doing well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, I'm recognizing that that's when that happens is control. When I'm feeling yeah. like maybe things aren't going my way, I'm not, I'm empty. So maybe I don't feel in control of my happiness or something that I'm, food is the tool that I use to to comfort myself, to sabotage myself, to, to punish myself. And so I need to stop doing that. I need to find a better way. I am such a control freak in everything that I do that I think that's why I do well with managing my weight because I can control it. Ah. I feel like there's so many things that I cannot control diet and exercise. I can, I can control that part of my life. So I really dislike myself when I get too overweight, my ideal weight. I really hate that because I feel out of control. So I quickly get myself back in under control because I feel like that's 
that's where I feel safe is when I have control over things. And there's just so many random things going on all the time. And that's, I guess, kind of, I mean, I know everyone's wired so different, but I question that because I think there's so many in this, so many things in this world that you cannot control. Why do people not control what they eat and what they weigh? Yeah, I think that it comes down to the habits that we've created habits over such a long time. And of course, our brain is so efficient that once we have a habit and we try to do something different, it's so uncomfortable that we just keep going back to the habit. So it really is going to start in our day-to-day habits. And I like that idea of really not trying to do, this is the problem with me always trying to do everything at once, like the extreme, the ideal, like I try to align myself with the ideal and I get too extreme and it's it's not going to be, I'm not going to be able to keep up with it. But you kind of crash and burn because right. it's like all this excitement and then it's super hard and then you're just like, I can't do it. Right. So Throw that's it. why I had really committed really about a year ago that I was not going to do major extremes anymore. And then I tried, I got on this, like one of those diets where you're doing a lot of shakes and replacing two meals a day with shakes and then eating one really small dinner. I'm like, this is really just calories. And I'm paying all this money for these shakes that they're supposedly giving me more nutrition, but couldn't I just control my calorie intake myself without paying all this money, you know? And I think we're all always buying into something that we think is going to be the big, the big magic secret. There isn't one. Like there is not one. All these things work. Weight Watchers, Weight Watchers works. Food Diaries work. The book I bought worked. A train. I mean, all these things work. They all work. But you're lacking the commitment to the program. So you, one of the things that right before I actually lost weight successfully, I had wanted to lose weight for probably, I think I'd been writing it in my journal for like five years, five years, just wanted to lose 10 pounds, I think. And I just couldn't do it. Couldn't get on board with it. Couldn't commit whatever, for whatever reason. And then when I finally did, I saw this meme that said, if you're tired of starting over, stop quitting. Mm. And I was like, that's, That's kind of true. true. <laughs> yeah. I to be in the having trouble. I keep quitting and then I wouldn't ever make any progress. Right. And I would, I would tell myself all kinds of lies. Oh, this is fine. I've made two beautiful children. I'm 40, whatever years old. So this is, this is great. I still look great. I, this, I would tell myself all, oh, I had every rationalization in the book, but yet I was still journaling that I wanted to change my body. So then I just decided to finally do it. And when I finally committed to it, well, geez, it worked. Yeah. And it worked. So I feel like we all are buying into all these things and that and marketers know it. Companies know it. So everyone is so desperate to lose weight that they're always selling us a new diet. Mm-hmm. And that is not the ticket. That's just not, I mean, there's shakes, there's all these things. And, um, and some of them, I mean, all of them probably work. But, but not, not without, without you committing and participating and all I that. I love work. that. I love that. So let's commit to one habit a month changing yeah. that. I love that. I think that's so doable. So one habit a month, drink our water, exercise, try to just do our best eat, less processed food. Right. And just keep a record of what you're doing, you know, and reward yourself. And you don't have to reward yourself with food to reward yourself you know, reward yourself with a new top because you are more fit and you look great or reward yourself with 
I don't know. There's so many other, you know, a, a new plant you want or a new piece of jewelry you want. Like there's other, that was in that book too. I thought it was interesting. Is like, there's other ways to reward yourself. <laughs> then like, I'm going to get to have this, you know? Right. I mean, that is something I'm really yourself. rewiring yourself. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm really going to have to think about what I can reward myself with because 100% I reward myself with food. Even yeah. for like vacations or doing anything right. fun, it's like, what are you going to eat? What did you eat? What did eat, yeah. eat, eat? I'm yeah. always about food. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with the fact that I really enjoy food. I think right. that I'm just somebody who just enjoys an experience and food can really make an experience. I'm not a simple. Beauty. Yeah. I'm not a simple person. <laughs> I said, there's a whole group of you and there's, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Yeah, because I feel like food can give me the same sensations as if I am traveling and experiencing culture. Yeah. Because I love new right. restaurants. I love to try something new, even though it's right. funny because there's lots of things that I don't really like, but I'm always willing to try something new. Right. And I mostly just like the experience of it. And it's, right. it's just a core desired feeling for me. And so that's why I need, I love the idea of eating healthy, but adding spice and Figuring out what can I eat that would be healthy, but still really be very satisfying and delicious and I could enjoy it. And it's so good that you recognize that in yourself and that you realize like, this is why, and this is why I seek this out because understanding that about yourself, then you can learn how to incorporate it in your life in a healthy way, not an abusive way. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That, that makes total sense. Cause I'm not, I'm very boring when it comes to food. I mean, I'm, not as boring as I used to be. I'm more, I have much more of a palate now, but I like pretty plain food, simple food. Um, so that does probably make it easier for me. I got the sugar cravings and the sweet tooth to <laughs> right. throw me off track. Right, right. Yeah. So I'm going to have to really think about that. Like what are some things I can reward myself with? Because I do reward myself with like a cupcake. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've talked about this so much. People probably are going to be like, oh my gosh, she really loves cupcakes. But <laughs> it's like something about, it's yeah. like chocolate and milk. So it can be a brownie, a cupcake, you know, right. I doesn't right. really matter. Yeah. So I'm going to have to figure that out and really think about that. Because I think as long as I don't have an answer for myself of how can I reward myself, I'm going to continue to do what I've always done. So when I um, was on that diet, it was interesting because... I realized that I was treating food like a hobby in the evening. So when, especially in the winter, when it's cold and dark and I'm inside, well, I, that's when I want to eat. That's when I want to snack. So when I was on this diet, it's like, I've already had all the calories. I've already eaten all the foods I'm allowed to have today. So now what am I going to do with my life? <laughs> you know? And then I was like, oh yeah. Cause food is not a hobby. Like eating is not a hobby. Right. I struggled that too relearn kind of like how to entertain myself and because eating is like kind of like the habit the hand to mouth habit and it's just like it was eye-opening to realize how much I was mindlessly eating just to fill time oh when I'm tired yeah like I'm tired I'm even worse because you are kind of like subconsciously or unconsciously just kind of unplugged and just eating. Yeah. And that really goes back to self-soothing yourself with food. And so you're bored, you're tired, you're low energy, yeah, stressed, emotionally low. And so we're using food to fill us up. And so again, we need to evaluate 
what, when am I turning to food and what could I do differently? Like having an alternative even that you even can think of. I was like, okay, I'm going to get up and run the vacuum. You know, I mean, just trying to do, fill my time with something more, a little more productive. Okay. I'm going to turn on the music and I'm going to dance for a little while, or I'm going to do some yoga. And I would make this whole big routine out of it. Like I would turn on music, dim the lights, get on my yoga mat and do yoga versus eating and yeah. sitting and just be more active in general. It's like, okay, well, I'm going to fold clothes or I'm going to unload the dishwasher because these are all the things that I should have been doing anyway, but I was eating instead. Yeah, that is actually so powerful because what you basically just described is like choosing the better choice rather than the easy choice or the choice you've always chosen. So, Or call a friend, call a friend or text a friend or check on someone who's going through a difficult time. You know, like we all need each other. It's just crazy that there's so many things that you could be doing, but you're mindlessly eating a bag of chips and then you're going to have chocolate. And then you're, it's like one thing to the next. That it is so true. And, so and, and really recognizing that we truly can discipline ourselves and we can deny ourselves and we, it can, you can literally deny yourself over and over and get to bed without having eaten and you'll be fine. You know, yes, it's not, yeah. <laughs> And like, so oh, it feels night. like such victory when I can get there because normally once I get that in my head, but mm-hmm. you know what triggers it a lot too is TV because yes. does this happen to yeah. you when you're watching TV and it's like somebody has an empty cup of coffee, of course, but it's a coffee cup and right. that bugs me. That's a pet peeve of mine of when they don't have coffee in the coffee cups <laughs> and they set it down. It's like, take, uh, you know, you it's know. So annoying. like that's not yeah, real. Yeah. Like just make it real. But um, when I see coffee immediately, it triggers in me like, Ooh, I want coffee. And I start like getting excited about my coffee for the next day yeah. already. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not going to be silly enough to drink coffee at night. It'll give me such bad heartburn, but right. I, that is something that triggers me. So too, when we're watching TV and they're eating or something is going on, it's, that's also when I think I want alcohol, which I don't even drink alcohol, but people will have drinks and I'll think like, Ooh, I want to drink. <laughs> so yeah. TV is like really triggering us. So I'm sorry. What? What were you saying? Commercials in between. It's like pizza commercial, ice cream commercial, cookie commercial, candy commercial. I mean, we are programmed to eat around the clock. We are consistently programmed to eat. So if you want to stop those habits, you really have to tune into what you're paying attention to because it's like you have to make conscious decisions. Otherwise, you're like, I'm going to Dairy Queen. (laughs) (laughs) I got to run out real quick. I mean, it happens all the time. It's so interesting because I'll think like, I need that so bad. And so often I'll start eating what I thought that I wanted. It's not satisfying me, but I keep eating it. So I want to start getting to a place where I just stop. Like if this is not satisfying me, once I recognize that that's not really what I wanted to just have the discipline to stop instead of continuing to just mindlessly eat it because you made that choice and you're going to follow through with it. I don't know why I do it, but we should probably stop because we don't want this to be too long. (laughs) hours yeah yeah but really it's just about not letting food control you right so we just have to stop letting I have to stop letting food control me and take control of the food yeah absolutely and realize like this is your life I read somewhere or saw a meme that said nothing tastes as good as being skinny and I always remember that because it's so true it's like this is good but it's not better than being skinny 
And by skinny, I just mean being able to fit in my jeans. I have several things in my closet right now that I can't wear or I don't feel comfortable wearing. So I would, you know, you have to think about those things when you're eating. Mm -hmm. I need, is this a good choice? Don't beat yourself up, obviously, but just, I like that a lot. Nothing tastes as good as being skinny. Yeah, I love that. And it's been so long for me now that I've been, for about three years now, I've been over 20 pounds more overweight. And before that, it was always about 10 or 15. And so now it's been so long that it's almost like I forget what it would feel like to to really feel good in my skin. So I, I need to stop tolerating it. And make the changes. Yeah, that I need. you need to put your foot down. Yep. Yeah. And it's focusing on the process every day rather than always focusing on the results because the results will come if we're following the process. Yeah, like weight loss will come. I've always thought about that too. And, you know, if you eat right, if you just focus on eating better and putting better food in your body, you will lose weight. And the weight, the weight will come off. Like the weight is secondary. The health is first and the weight just will come off. It's not easy. It's right. Losing weight or cha- just getting on any kind of healthy pattern is not easy. No, Anybody. but we can do it and it's worth it. It's a yeah, worthwhile it's battle to keep fighting and, oh, yeah. you know, and to keep coming out on top. We're very blessed that we are where we're at and we're starting from where we're starting. And, but no matter where someone starts, it's a, it's a good worthwhile thing. So I'm glad that we had this talk about something really important that we all often ignore. So hopefully somebody will have a takeaway from this. And I know that I'm taking away a renewed spirit of a commitment to living my best life in my future and aligning with that identity today. Yeah. I love that. I like that. I love that. <laughs> yes. I got to get a picture of the, that girl I want to look like on the beach there and just have it up and just remind myself. Too on my vision board, because I learned that a long time ago, they said, you know, so many people struggle with weight loss because they think about weight. Mm. Think about the body they want to have. They think about the body they have and they beat themselves up and they hate their body. So therefore they attract more of that. And so I have these fabulous women on my vision board that I don't even know if that body is achievable, but I don't care because I it's look at it. Yeah. You're like, I would love to look like that. This is what fit looks like. This is what sexy looks like to, to me. Is it achievable? I don't know, but it's good to have those images of what you feel like beauty looks like to you. Yeah. It's, oh yeah. I agree. It's very motivating. And it's also reminds our brain that that's important to us. So yeah. I am going to print out a picture of a, a picture that would be a representation of that and have it in front of me on my mirror in the bathroom. So 